I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another Out of Spec podcast episode. You join me with Miko from ChemPower, who is uh, really on the technical side of things. And that's what I wanted to dive into in this episode. We've done plenty of episodes now with ChemPower explaining their strategy to enter the U.S., a high-level overview of how their hardware works. We, of course, know their cold weather rated and tested and unbelievably reliable. But I wanted to dig a bit deeper in this episode with Miko to figure out uh, what the heck is under the hood, if you will. So Miko, what is your exact role at ChemPower? And again, thank you for joining the show. Thank you, thank you. It's it's really nice uh, nice to join join to the, to your uh, podcast. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, head of uh, RD, uh, chief te- technology officer in in Chem, ChemPower, and uh, I have been working already more than uh, five and a half years. Because I was first employee starting at, at the 2018 January. Oh, really? So you were like, from the beginning, this has been your project and your baby developing this whole system. Exactly, exactly. Amazing. And had you been driving electric back then? How did you get involved in building charging stations? Actually, this this was, uh, I used to work, work for a welding company, Kempi, before. I was heading art in Kempi, and, and I had a responsibility also to to uh, for, uh, to develop business uh, new businesses. So so uh, EV charging was one of my my research projects. We were starting already uh, ten years back. It was uh, 2012 2013 when we did uh, our first uh, tests. Wow! Super early on, and then of course. ChemPower was born and sounds like you developed this system. And is the system that's coming to the U.S. and that we primarily see in Europe, is that a similar approach to DC fast charging to what you guys were working on in 2014, 2015 when you started at ChemPower? 
Yeah, that's true. It is, it is similar. Uh, we were building a product roadmap and, and uh, our first product roadmap was actually quite equal to the product offering that we today have. So, so we have been we have been planning planning and designing systems so that that, that already from the beginning that, that we are using satellites and 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 uh, dynamic power sharing. Right, and that is the real key, um, you know, to I think chem power system is you can put in a centralized power source pretty much at you know the center of your site or wherever you want it to go, and then you can feed a whole bunch of satellites that can charge cars simultaneous simultaneously off of that one charging power unit and uh, what it allows for is for you to maximize your grid connection um, by sort of playing on the charging curves of the cars because when a car is plugged into let's say an all-in-one unit uh, you need to have that all-in-one unit up to 350 360 kilowatts to give you full power but if you plug a uh, you know chevrolet bolt into that 360 kilowatt charger then you have all that unused conversion power that's just going to waste. In your system, how important was it when you were engineering this that you had AC to DC rectifying uh, you know, power that was being used most of the time? It is, it is really important because uh, uh, when we analyzed those, those cars, uh, Back five years ago, we we recognized that, 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 that those uh, those charging curves are declining a lot. So so uh, you are not able to build an efficient uh, charger if you if you just spread and configure uh, charger at starting point. So we decided that that, that we, we should be flexible and and once vehicle is not requiring any more so so high by high power uh, we can we can then drop uh, power sources and uh, and power modules and and give it give those to other vehicles so on a more technical level level i think our audience understands a lot of this so far um, your DC power modules really are the backbone of your system. They're the ones doing the heavy lifting, doing the conversion power, and actually charging the cars. And this is done off-board uh, in a centralized unit, if you will. And then there's going to be a DC power to the actual dispensers. Um, what is going on in that power module? Is that your design? Are you buying that in from a supplier? How do you get the reliability that ChemPower has? Uh, we, we get rela reliability by, by designing those by ourselves and, and, and uh, using, using good uh, uh, suppliers for, for components. So those are, those are, those are uh, designed by, by us. And what is different about your design compared to mass market? Can you share some some nitty gritty secrets, maybe some interesting things that are going on that that you think lead to higher reliability? Because if I'm not mistaken, they they do have air cooling that flow through the power module. Um, but we've seen this trend to this closed system now where everything would be liquid cooled with a radiator. What was the decision to go air cooling and how were you able to make that so reliable? Uh, we have our roots in in welding, so so our our sister company has been uh, developing welding welding power supplies already uh, almost eighty years. 
So those, those power sources, they are used in, in offshore shipyards and oil rigs uh, where, where water comes, uh, salt water comes, comes straight to the uh, machine. So uh, uh, you will get water and uh, condensed water in, into the power source, but uh, you just need to build electronics so that, that, that uh, it can survive. It can survive water and it can survive conductive dust. Interesting. So really, I mean, we've seen a lot of failures from ambient air transfer uh, going into these power modules, but chem power hasn't really been affected. Now, that's not to say all the power modules work all the time, but it, you have such high reliability with this design. Uh, and it really comes down to, it sounds like, that extreme build quality on the electronics portion to handle all of that is that am i getting that right yeah that's 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 absolutely right and and uh, within one cabinet uh, uh, we have uh, four power modules and each power modules we have uh, two power sources so all together within one cabinet we 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 will we have uh, eight power sources so that's our uh, step so those 25 kilowatt uh, power sources, we are then directing to different dispensers. Right. So that is interesting. So let's say, what is the what is the largest power cabinet or power system that you can have at one site? Is it up to eight dispensers and 600 kilowatts or what is the maximums for this? Yeah, it, it is It is eight, eight dispensers uh, and, and 600 kilowatts. Uh, and uh, and this already this this limitation is uh, kind of uh, virtual, uh, but I mean I mean that uh, that uh, uh, there is no technical issues why we cannot connect uh, four cabinets together. Uh, biggest uh, challenges are coming from logistic. Mm. And you mean logistics in terms of actually getting the power modules or hooking it up or what? Uh, what would be the limitation? Uh, hooking hooking four 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 cabinets together uh, to the to the uh, truck and so. Right. Sure. Okay. That could be quite a complicated wiring situation. That makes sense. So when you're out in the public right now and you charge on a chem power unit, can you explain to us roughly how the power is getting to the car? It's coming obviously from the grid into your cabinet, but then what happens after the AC DC? rectification what how do you choose what modules to spin up how do you choose what cars get what power what's the general uh you know sort of overview of running a charging station what does that process look like well, when car comes to our, our charging station uh it tells who it is uh, we we know we we have our own uh, uh, car identification system so so we then then we know uh, how, how it going to behave in this kind of environment and and uh, always in charging it goes so that that, that uh, car is uh, master and we are slave so car is, car is uh, telling us uh, what what is the uh, battery voltage if it's uh, if it's uh, 800 we are we are connecting power sources first serial and then parallel if it's 400 then we are just connecting power sources parallel and and uh, we are then uh, uh, providing as many uh, power sources as car requires 
So you're actually doing a reconfiguration of the charger virtually to decide whether or not you're going to go into series to double the voltage output of your actual chargers. Does this take some extra time during the handshake process for the charger to reconfigure? I know some units do. Um, they might take an extra 10 or 15 seconds to reconfigure. What does the process on ChemPower look like? Yeah, of course it takes some time, but but it, it's some just a couple of seconds. It's okay. it's not uh, not causing any 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 extra time for charging. And is this an actual contactor that's changing the power flow, or is it a software change, or how does that work internally? It is it is it is a contactor and relay. Okay, so it's a physical wiring change on the unit. Yes. And it's relatively new that you guys are supporting uh, up to a thousand volt charging, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's true. Because uh, because uh, uh, if we go two years back, there were only four hundred volt uh, cars. Now now there is more and more eight hundred volt cars, and and uh, that's that's the reason why we did this change. Yeah, it seems to make sense. And I think as far as I understand it, everything in the U.S. will be eight hundred volt or higher capable in terms of charging equipment. I don't think we're going to have any of the 400 volt or 500 volt capped charge chargers here. Um, yeah, that's true. So it is a really cool system with ChemPower because uh, there's so many integration possibilities. And in the next podcast, we're actually going to talk a little bit about your ChargeEye software and how this controls everything on the back end. But just wanted to finish up on the hardware topic really quick, the real deep engineering of this stuff. Um, ChemPower uses a modular, uh, you know, sort of AC to DC rectifier module that you can put in, as far as I understand it, in any configuration in this cabinet that you want. You basically can say, I want a 100 kilowatt cabinet, 200 kilowatt cabinet, 300 kilowatt cabinet, and you can spec the size of your site. You can spec the number of dispensers to what you're looking for. But it would seem to me that when you plug in a car, and you're always spinning up the first AC to DC rectifier, the first module, and then the second module comes online, um, that you're going to wear those components out faster than the rest that might be reserved for higher power. Is there some technology to reduce the stress on that you know, first module that spins up every time? Uh, of course, we are not always starting from the same module, uh, so we are counting uh, uh, how many how many uh, hours we have been running each module, and and we are taking always the, uh, this one that is that is least used. Oh, interesting. So you're actually changing the configuration of the charger to reduce the load, or I should say, to spread the load across all of the uh, modules, so you don't have one unit that fails first. Exactly, exactly. And uh, if, if you have a three cabinet system, uh, you normally get get the modules from each and every cabinet so oh. that we are we are we are not we are not uh, uh, warming one cabinet and uh, rest are gold. Right, because I was talking to some folks who make modules recently and they said the heat cycles is what kills it more than anything. Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It is always, always uh, when speaking about inverters and converters. Yeah. So um, a couple of last questions for you. In terms of the North American market, ChemPower has already announced support of the uh, North American charging standard connector. 
And I know it's very early days uh, because no one makes a cable that you can just go and buy right now, uh, except for Tesla. And so have you done any testing with NACs yet? What do you think the implementation will look like? It seems to me that it's going to speak the same ISO 15118-2 language that CCS communicates on. Is it going to be as simple as a cable swap or are there going to be some hardcore changes needed for this new cable? We have done our uh, first tests uh, with Nax, uh, Nax uh, plugs, and and uh, 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 specification is not yet ready. Uh, we haven't went through all all all, all cases, and and uh, availability of cable is is one of those uh, big questions, especially when when going to the liquid cooled uh, cables. Yes, of course, because you guys are delivering very high current with liquid cooling as an option. And this could be a very, um, you know, there's just no cable you can buy with liquid cooling right now. You can buy air cooled ones, but, uh, you know, it's still very early days here. But at least from what you're finding, are you thinking this might be a pretty simple switch out in the field where someone could just swap a cable from CCS to NAX? Or will they have to order a charging setup from you from the factory with NAX? Uh, in the end, it, it will be so that, that it is, uh, uh, for our customers, it will be just easy swap. And, mm -hmm. and they can decide if they take a CCS1 or, or NAX. Um, we are, we are developing all this uh, vehicle communication by ourselves. So, so protocol changes are, are easy to implement. Right, because you have, and we'll talk about it with the charge eye, you have software that you can deploy. It's really next level stuff. So I can't wait to get into that. Um, in your impression, the final thing on this, this podcast here, is there anything that you typically show when you're demonstrating your ChemPower technology that's different or unique compared to other uh, competitors in the space? Uh, we have many things that uh, that are unique. Unique. Uh, uh, our design philosophy uh, starts from from practical everyday things uh, that uh, we are we are trying to do uh, things easier for for end users because uh, because charging is too much mystified and and uh, charges are too complex to use. We we need to we need to improve those and and. Uh, so that that uh, that uh, users can survive great well well thank you miko for taking the time and sharing a little bit more about chem power for those of you who are curious about the software side and integrating all of this i'm super excited for that stay tuned for the next episode on the out of spec podcast because miko and i are going to dig into what the charge eye software is capable of so thanks for joining miko and we'll see you on the next episode thank you Kyle. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.